This is a download from Channel 4. To find out more, go to channel4radio.com. Previously on Lost. Two players, two sides. One is light, one is dark. Do you want to know a secret? What if everything that happened here happened for a reason? We can't live together. We're going to die alone. I thought I heard whispering. We're not the only people on this island, and we all know it. We have only three choices. Run, hide, or die. Do you think we're being punished? Every 108 minutes, the button must be pushed. Guys, where are we? This is UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. I'm Ian Lee, and once again, we're down our hatch of Lost Obsession, ready to wrestle with the mysteries of episode 17. I'm joined by my group of Lost detectives, and we'll be examining this week's episode for the smallest of clues, as well as checking out your theories, and giving you a chance to get your hands on a bunker full of exclusive Lost prizes. So sit back, switch on your UV light, and avoid those big metal blast doors, as we bring you UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. This week, uh, we've got Paul, the editor of Lost Magazine, back in again. Hello, Paul. Hello. Nikki is here. Hi, Ian. Uh, hi. Uh, and Janine uh, is back after being away for a while. Hello. OK, <laughs> the question this week, and we'll start with you, Nikki. What incredible secret about one of the characters would you like to see revealed in a flashback? This, I guess this could be a genuine or a kind of false thing. I'd like to find out that Jack had done something illegal, because he's so plain and so boring, and I'd like uh. to see him actually jump out of his skin for once. Mm, Paul? I would like to see uh, whether uh, John Locke's dad, who seems to be involved in the con game, has had some kind of connection to Sawyer in some kind of big con. So I, oh. that's that's a new thing. I've okay, we'll come week. back to, yeah. to Locke's dad a bit later yeah. on. Uh, and finally, Janine, what uh, big secret would you like to see revealed about one of the Lost cast? Well, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent, on a music tangent again. Oh, I'd like yes. to think that maybe Russo had a secret past as a Parisian nightclub singer. <laughs> <laughs> Or in the Moulin Rouge. Yeah, maybe something like <laughs> we that. Must, we must... We, we're probably going to get a flashback of hers at some yeah, point, I'd aren't like we? It's almost, almost inevitable. Yeah, surely. OK, well, listen, we've just watched episode 17, the brilliant lockdown, my favourite episode of the series so far. So many questions, but before we get our teeth into it, here's a recap of what happened. We open on one of Locke's flashbacks. He's preparing a picnic for Helen, at which he plans to repose. That's nice. However, his plans are spoiled as Helen finds something unexpected in the obituaries. John? John, what's your father's name? Why? Is it Anthony? Anthony Cooper. Yes, that's right. He's dead. On the island, events pick up from where we left them at the end of the last episode. Jack and Locke are disturbed by Henry Gale's suggestions that he sent Anna Lucia to an ambush, but Henry tries to pass this off as a joke. Anna, Charlie and Saeed have been fruitlessly searching for Henry Gale's balloon for three hours. Just as they're about to give up, Charlie stumbles upon a grave which could contain Henry's wife, and looking up to the canopy, 
they discover the balloon. In Locke's flashbacks, he and Helen are the sole guests at his father's funeral. However, he sees two rather shifty men hanging round in a very suspicious silver car. Later, the car appears again. As the window rolls down, it reveals Cooper, Locke's father. It transpires that Cooper has faked his own death. I killed myself off because there are two men out there who were going to beat me to it. Oh. What to do, steal their livers? No. I took them for $700,000. Retirement gone. I put the money in a safe deposit box. But these two guys may be sitting on the bank to see if I show my face. Which is why I need you to go in there and get it for me. Locke retrieves the money for his father, but when he returns home, the two shifty men are with Helen. They suspect that Locke is in on Cooper's con, but an outraged Helen sends them away. Locke meets his father at a motel, and before he can leave, Helen arrives. She slaps Cooper and runs off. Locke chooses this moment to propose, but Helen is so disappointed with him for lying to her that she declines and leaves him. Back in the hatch, Locke hears a voice from a loudspeaker. Lockdown. Tell me what's happening. What the hell is... Will you shut up? Five. Maybe you Ten. should get Jack. Three. I said stop! The blast doors begin to close, but Locke manages to wedge a crowbar under one of the doors before it fully closes. Locke can't open the door alone, so he releases Henry Gale. They manage to open the door a little way and wedge a toolbox underneath it so that Locke can squeeze through. However, as he does so, the toolbox gives way and the blast door impales his leg. Gale props up the door with weights and Locke immediately instructs him on the desperate work at hand, pushing the button. It has to be exactly those numbers in exactly that order. And you... 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. I got it. Go. But Henry seems to be too late. There is the machine-like sound of something whirring into action, the lights go out and are replaced by UV lights. And behold, on the hatch blast door right in front of the trapped lock... A map is revealed. After a few seconds, the regular lights come back on and the blast doors go up, releasing Locke's leg. Meanwhile, on the beach, Jack joins Sawyer, Hurley and Kate for a game of poker and manages to win back all of the medicine. Later, while Kate and Jack are in the jungle, they spot a flashing light in the distance. It's coming from a huge package of food that appears to have been sent onto the island by parachute. Back in the hatch, Henry Gale is helping Locke to his feet as Saeed, Anna Lucia, Charlie, Kate and Jack burst in. Gale timidly asks if they found the balloon in his wife's grave. Saeed confirms that they did. It was all there. Your whole story, your alibi, it was true. But still I did not believe it to be true. So I dug up that grave. And found that there was not a woman inside, there was a man. A man named Henry Gale. The picture on the licence confirms that their captive is not the real Henry Gale, and the episode ends before creepy, bog-eyed, fake Henry Gale can explain himself. Easily the best episode in the series oh, so yes. far. It's going to be tough to beat this one. So much going on. Let's start with the lockdown. A double meaning there, do you think? A lockdown of the hatch and Locke himself is down, do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty uh, multi-layered. Multi-layered. Right. Yeah. What yeah. triggered the lockdown. It starts off hearing something faintly through the speaker that's 
probably not connected properly. Well, a lot of people think that this is a station which is being observed by somewhere else, and there is definitely more evidence for that with this episode because it is random. Mm. Nothing really happens. You know, he had loud music on and he was on an exercise bike. You know, does that strange combination cause a lockdown? I don't think so. We don't hear, do we, what's, uh, the, no, no. what's being said through the speaker. We, the, the clearest thing we get is the countdown from about seven, yeah. and, but there's something being said before. There's a bit, yeah, a bit of feedback and a, a woman's voice is counting down, you know, to zero, but then there's a bit of, you know, meandering noise as well. So it's, it is very random and that's what's the most intriguing thing. Nothing, mm. no one did anything, it just happened. But the computer was available, wasn't it? The 40 minutes in, the cursor was flashing, so he could have typed in then, but didn't. No, I don't. You can, I think it's, it just doesn't do anything, does it? Until yeah, I think the that's, four minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that screen. I think is on all the time. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I don't want to shoot <laughs> I you down. I had a bit of insight. Yeah, but I like your phrase. The computer is available. You, <laughs> you obviously work at uh, one of those internet cafes. <laughs> uh, Nikki, do you, do you think the lockdown triggered the food drop on the island? I don't think they were related incidents. Uh, you think they're separate? I think they're separate. It's I just a bit of a coincidence, isn't well, it? Well, it is, but there's a lot going on in this episode and I don't think all of it can be drawn in from the same setting off point. I would have thought, Janine, that uh, the lockdown would have been to keep whoever was in the... Desmond, of course, was, yeah. was in the hatch. would have been to keep him and whoever else was in there with him in there whilst well, the food was being dropped. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, exactly. I, I, that's yeah. what I think. Safety first. Mm. Well, you've shot me down and <laughs> actually I'm starting to turn around on my theory now. Oh, well, Nikki, what, what is your theory then? Do you think that the lockdown is something to do with the quarantine? Because the doors and the windows all locked down, didn't they? I, I don't actually know why such a facility would exist. But my theory is that uh, Henry Gale, who we now probably can't call Henry Gale... But Let's call him fake Henry for fake the moment until we work out who he actually Fenry. is. Fenry. <laughs> Fenry, yes. Um, it gets more confusing. <laughs> but I believe that if the station is being watched and Henry, fake Henry, is another, then uh, the others saw their opportunity when Just Lock was there to shut the place down and uh, allow Henry to escape. So you think that that's been done by, some, by the others that forced I, the lockdown? I think so, yes. You think that others are watching and forcing? Yes. I think there's a bit of a coincidence when the toolbox goes under the door and it looks completely stable and you think, oh, that's holding. And then he just mm. as he gets his leg under it, it's like, no, it's like someone presses a button and crushes oh. it. Oh, I interpreted that as just, just one of those things. The toolbox gave mm. way as it inevitably yeah. but then, But then why reveal the map to lock? We'll, U, we'll, come, UV, we'll come to the map so, in a minute because yeah. the map is, is, is oh. so exciting when you see that. But what we seem to be saying here is that the others can see into the hatch and are watching them. I think that's conceivable, isn't it? Really? I think so. I think we should assume that at any point the people on the island can be viewed by the others. Because we know there are, there are several other stations from the orientation films. They have to be connected in some way, surely. And Could, from the map. Would the lockdown have occurred in all the other hatches? Could there be a connection between them? Oh, I haven't thought the, about that. That's, that's good. That maybe yeah. something has happened in another hatch that's required all of the other hatches to, to lock down. Well, if, I like it's the, that idea. if it's the drop-off, then maybe the whole islands, you know, are all sealed at once so that nobody can see where what happens to cause the drop-off. That's cool. Like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Janine, one thing that doesn't make sense to me, if they're going to lock people in, why would there be a countdown? Oh, maybe, but maybe they've been told it's a really dangerous thing that's going to happen, so everyone has to get in mm. there. Because otherwise, how could you guarantee that someone wasn't in another bit or doing something else? So they just suddenly dropped the thing down. But maybe when they all came into the to the hatches, they they were told, "Oh, if you hear the countdown, that means something really bad's going to happen. So you've all got to get into the shelter, kind of into bomb the panic shelter room. type thing." Yeah, completely. Why can't we hear the countdown properly? What? The speaker's broken. Well, but, but how is? <laughs> and he had <laughs> the, the records are on. Really yeah. oh, unbelievable. Jackson. The music doesn't come through. Those 
those speakers. That's a tannoy system. <laughs> it's not a stereo speaker. I hear you on that one, Ian, yeah, but yeah. when there are other the, the sounds would be operating, awful you can't them. hear other things going on. Why did Locke put so much effort into trying to lift the doors? Because he knew he could get through the vents anyway. That's what that I wanted to point. know. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't trust himself to be able to get up through those vents and out again. Well, I think it's Locke's... Maybe he's not small enough, because Henry Gale's quite Louise. Mm. <laughs> Henry Gale is quite tiny, isn't he? Yeah, but with, with big bog eyes. <laughs> yes. Possibly this could be the island turning on them now. It's kind of getting their revenge because uh, in series one, the island's helping them and curing them and Locke can walk and da da But as series two has gone on, it seems to be that it's, it's now creating tension. There's obviously the tension between Jack and Locke. People are starting to fight and bicker and it's almost crippled Locke again. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe that's punishment. Maybe they shouldn't have ever gone into the hatch from that, from that entry point. Mm. Maybe that's bad boy Locke. Or, or maybe for holding Henry Gale. Yeah. Or maybe it's going to go full circle and Locke's going to be crippled again and Jack's mm. going to be... Well, this is what I think is too much of a coincidence that the toolbox was fine and it crumpled just as his legs went under <laughs> it. It's like, oh, come on. That's, someone yeah, must have been controlling it. I was always, always surprised that the toolbox could have held the way anyway. I mean, that was a big old door. It was a flimsy toolbox. Well, how didn't it... I, I, I'm surprised the door didn't crush his legs Complete. completely. Yeah. OK, and we can talk about the map. Now, let me quickly describe it. We've, we've, we've got a copy here that uh, we, we've had printed off. Uh, I'll do my best to describe it. Help me, because it's quite confusing. It's an octagon. I'm guessing there are eight hatches, it looks like. He's just counting there. Octagon is... Are there eight? Well, well there's one crossed one, out, so... Well, well, there's, there's eight, and one of them's crossed out. Potential hatches. There's a big question mark in the middle. The swan is there. Various other bits and pieces... There's writing all around it. Some of it's in Latin, some of it is in English. And there's a big squiggle saying, I am here, pointing to the swan. So I guess that is obviously yep. is, is our original hatch. Anything else you, you've spotted that I've, I've missed in the description there? A bit of a golf course there. Yeah. It, it, it does look like a golf course, doesn't it? <laughs> there's a, some sort of uh, possibly a river or something on it. And it's basically c covered in scribbles and scrolls. And there's, and there's lines that connect various bits, mm. connecting from different hatches. And we've, there's a hatch name we haven't uh, heard before. If you go to the left of the swan, up was there's the flame. Haven't heard that one. Then you go up around this, the staff. We know the staff, which is the, the I guess, the medical one. station. Yeah. And, and the then arrow. there's the, the arrow. The arrow. But it's, um, and then there's some other stuff around the right-hand side, which we, we can't really work out what it is. And CV4. there's some which are just dashed lines, so they're obviously not solid ones yet. And a whole lot of equations, mm. mathematical stuff. If you want to play along at home, ladies and gentlemen, then go on the internet, any search engine, and type in Lost Map. It'll probably pop up, I reckon. It's one of the most exciting moments in the series so far. So far, you think, wow, this is a brilliant episode, can't really do much more. Then suddenly, you're given this massive clue that kind of maybe answers questions, but then again, doesn't tell you anything at all, really. Any ideas where, where the map comes from, Nikki? I think the map must have had two different people at least working on it, because there's bits in Latin and there's also bits in English, and mm. there's two different types of handwriting on it. Mm. We have, we have mm. copies of the map here, so... Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just doing this off the top of Oh, I know, well, you've got... <laughs> well, you say this in Latin, I've got some of the Latin quotations here, which I, I will translate for you. Cogito ergo dolio. <laughs> That's the best accent ever. I think, therefore, I am depressed. Stroke suffer. Depends on uh, what school of thought you come from. Academic and comedian. Yes, thank you. Uh, also, there's another uh, Latin quotation that translates as the disease worsens with the treatment. Mm. Oh, that's got to be a reference to the, yeah. the sickness mm, yeah. or uh, quarantine and all that, yeah. 
But then the person making the map must have done a bit of exploring, a bit of Columbo work mm. around the island, surely, to have come up with these sketches. What is the map? Is the map definitely a map of the island? I think so. Well, he says, he says I'm here and there's the swan. Mm. So he's yeah. there. Mm. So then I'm just trying to suss out, yeah, who, who did it? He or she, yeah. And then, I don't know, it's so intriguing and A woman, a woman can draw a map. <laughs> their their brains write. work on different... Uh, <laughs> Should have had help. Yeah, but it sort of seems like the bits written in English are much more scientific and, and mathematical, if you like, and then the mm. the Latin stuff seems a bit more off the wall and poetic and perhaps someone who has been affected by the disease mm. and starting to get wax a bit lyrical. There are uh, several Roman numerals on there, one of which is 108, mm. and it says, 108, inactive after incident. Oh, which is good, yeah, back mm. yeah. So they, well, they're pointlessly putting the numbers in. This it could be saying, no point in doing the numbers. Yeah, that's, it's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Obviously, the person that did the map didn't want it to be seen until a lockdown. That would yeah. have yeah. to be yeah. the so, case. But I mean, the lockdown's quite quick, isn't it? That would take. Uh, they must have done the map over several. Oh, there's so many questions. <laughs> but yeah, it must be. Yeah, it must exploding. be done in secret. So that somebody is a clue for somebody to find during a lockdown. Maybe like the next people, because Desmond was saying like when in the first episode, you know, are you the replacement. Maybe him or someone before him or even before them, did this kind of map hoping someone would find it during a UV moment. You know, maybe they've got the sunbed out and then saw it and went, <laughs> and went you know, wow. Does De- Desmond mentions being down there with someone, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he had a partner, uh, didn't they? Yeah. Partner died of disease he, we, we, he tells us that he, he passed away, yeah. yeah. But that would make sense for the what appears to be two different sets yeah, definitely. of handwriting mm. and facts. But we know that the stations are always manned by two by people, two, so... Yeah. The map's an octagon. Dharma Initiative logo, of course, is an octagon. Is that an indication that the island is artificially created? Hmm. The island could be a fake island. Can you make fake islands? You can yeah, you make can. fake they islands. Do it in, can you? In the Emirates all the time, don't really? they? Mm. build those isn't, holidays. Isn't reclaim land. Reclaim land. There's, isn't that wow. new, which I won't mention, the rubbish reality show that's on at the moment uh, about a fake island with people on it falling in love. That's a fake island, isn't it? That's a man-made island, is apparently. It? apparently. In Fiji? Apparently so, in the shape of the heart. Mm. No, it's no. Not, I'm so missing <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, what, what was the map drawn with? Because it's, it's, it's obviously it's yeah. fluorescent. It's uh, Invisible ink. Hi- highlighter <laughs> pen. <laughs> but there's all, the, there's all the graffiti, isn't there, around the corridor by the bathroom. There's all that yeah, oh, crazy yeah. graffiti, yeah. which is normal paint. So maybe... There's uh, a, 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 an indication. <laughs> Look, do these hatches link up? I'm trying to... They don't really, do they? There's not... Uh, well, no, they, they, well, they're joined by something. Form. They've all got big crosses at the end. I love this bit here about... They mentioned the Valenzetti-related research activity. Um, Why do you love that bit, Nick? I love that bit because it relates back to the lost experience yeah. and the bit that we've learned about the Valenzetti equation predicting the end of the world. So that makes me wonder if the research that they're carrying out on the island has something to do with this Valenzetti equation. Or if lockdown occurs at the end of the world. There was a cool bit of, of a fan theory about the um, Cerebrus saying primary nexus of Cerebrus-related activity. As mm. It was a... a um, wasn't that like a large three-headed dog, like guardian of something, guardian of hell or something? Yeah. But, yeah. That was, was in it, Harry it, Potter. No, no, no. It, 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 it's, <laughs> Harry Potter is not the origin of all <laughs> mythology in the world. Sorry to shatter that illusion, but I think... Oh, sorry, yes, it's a three-headed dog. Yes, I've just remembered. I looked at my notes. But, but, yeah. <laughs> nice. but I think a lot of fans think that that's related to the monster. All the monster incidents is this kind of guardian protector. Well, because Russo calls it a security system, so... There are initials, uh, AH, Alvar Hanser, of course, it has to be, doesn't it? Doesn't it's got it? got to be. Uh, and uh, there's also says, the known final resting place of Magnus Hanso, Black Rock. Who? That's, that, that's the, the yeah. shit that yeah, we find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is obviously 
a relative of Alba Hans. I think he's his grandfather. Okay. The bit that really draws my attention is the question mark in the middle. Mm. What the heck is that going to be? Well, it feels like the person who maybe drew the map on the, on the wall is the, the whole mo of it has been working out where that is and mm. what that location is. So he's got it's almost like he's got all the components around it, but then it's like, well, what is it all pointing towards in the middle? So that's what we want to know. We don't see the full map. There's a good ten inches missing from the top. <laughs> I'll get my ruler. Yeah. <laughs> trust me, is the answer going to be on that that missing bit of the map? Maybe it's the exit. Maybe there's a doorway out. Yeah. Yeah. Airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like a little harbour or, or a big water slide. A, a big water slide all the way down back to uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Listen, there's obviously much more to be revealed uh, from the map. We will study it intently and come back to that in the following weeks. But it's competition time. Now we've had loads of entries to our UK Lost competition, and this week we announce who is in our draw for the big bunker of Lost prizes so far. Go to channel4radio.com/forum for the draw results. And if you didn't get in but entered our competition then you will hear from us very soon if you've won a UK lost goodie bag in the meantime here's another chance to win and get into the draw three people will win lost goodie bags one of those will go into the draw to win the big bunker of exclusive lost prizes some of which are signed by the cast and co-creator of lost Damon Lindelof uh, and Paul uh, you're going to throw in uh, the new yearbook as well are you yeah the new lost yearbook the question is who consults Jack about a sea urchin sting? Is it A. Hurley, B. Claire, or C. Libby? Call 09011 Leave your answer, your name, and your telephone number. Calls cost 25 pence a minute. Or you can text the word LOST, then your answer to 83188. Each text will cost you 25 pence. OK, Paul, uh, tell us about this yearbook, then. What, what is it exactly? OK, well, this is issue six of uh, the Lost Official magazine, and this is a 100-page special edition yearbook, which wraps up season two. Some of the coolest stuff we have, uh, maternity leave, which we all love and um, mm. talked about in the other week. We have the writers of Maternity Leave basically give an account from day one how this episode, uh, Matt Reganti and Dawn Lambertson Kelly, and how they actually created this episode literally from the day they were given the script to write. So there's emails between them, there's drafts, and it's it's fantastic feature. We see the the swan revealed, got loads of behind-the-scenes photography on the hatches, um, ridiculous amounts of interviews, including all of the others. We've got hold of all of them. Dame Lindelof talks about uh, season three and his thoughts on this whole year, on, on the second year, and answers 16 fan questions, which is a fantastic little bit that he does. And we've got exclusive script extracts from really key moments uh, throughout season two, including... The finale, so you have to be very careful. If you're going to get this year, yes, it does it, contain it, spoilers. It, as always, we do try and provide some exclusive stuff, so there is some spoiler stuff in it, but it's all very well flagged. And if you open up the content section and just look at it and think, right, I'm going to read that, I'm not going to read that for a few weeks, I'm going to read that, I'm going to read that, and it's um, it's all there. So delve in and uh, enjoy. Good lad, enjoy. Cool. Thank you very much for our freebies. Much appreciated. Pleasure, pleasure. Since the dawn of time, man has been curious, imagining all that is possible. The Hanzo Foundation, reaching out to a better tomorrow. Discover the experience for yourself. Go to thehanzofoundation.org. You're listening to UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. I'm Ian Lee, and I'm down the hatch with Nikki, Paul and Janine. The supply drop... How did that get there? The balloon, was that dropped from an aeroplane, do we think, or was that uh, like a hot air balloon? Or? No one no one on the island that we saw in this episode mentioned a plane going over, this, and that's this the is first thing point. that, yeah. that would, they would notice. Unless right? it's like ridiculously high height, like, you know, in outer space. Or the, and then exactly. how accurate can you be exactly, in the drop? Exactly, so that's, that's a really weird one. Of course, there's always the chance it wasn't dropped on the island, that the others or someone else kind of moved it... 
there yeah, from a secret I like that that's, that's what I saw it's right in the middle of a bush like how would you move yeah. such a big deposit without actually having some sort of tractor or something that made big tracks like it has has to have been dropped unless it came up from the ground. Unless they brought it like one by one. <laughs> it could have come up. It, it, like it could have come up from the ground. It could have been like a platform that raised up, or it could have been the monster's lunchbox. It, it must have happened. <laughs> it must have happened quite recently because they would have spotted within that day. Surely they would have spotted yeah, that light, wouldn't they? they might have maybe not in the daytime. Yeah. It wasn't until night. They but saw you'd the hear blue it as well, wouldn't you? You'd hear something landing at that size, wouldn't you? So. Who is it for? Is it specifically for the lost survivors? Is it for the others? Is it for Desmond and whoever was in the hatch with him at that point? Well, it's got to be for Desmond. They've got to be for yeah, Desmond. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, totally. they've got the, well, it's the quarantine thing, but they've got to be fed. And it's all Dharma food, isn't it? It's and Dharma macaroni cheese. Yeah, he has that full larder and how else would it, you know, it wouldn't have been... It's a lot of food, though, yeah. for... for t- Two men. Well, they don't want to do it that often, do they? There's well, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. If they have to do them silently and secretly, they're going to be expensive, so you don't want to do it too often. I don't see how there can't be a connection between this and the lockdown. Yeah, Surely I, they I, have I to be. Yeah. They have to be. I'm connected. starting to come round to that idea. So I guess then, if you follow that theory to its conclusion, that the drop happens regularly and the lockdown is is part of it to make sure no one sees what goes on. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I guess. So. The flashing light, anything in that? It wasn't Morse code or anything, was it? It was just. I think it was just. If it was Morse code, it was food here. Now, are you, are you hungry? <laughs> macaroni now. cheese. Macaroni, mmm, cheese. Mmm, Dharma. Yeah, it just all looks so unattractive in that, the, you know, that bland white and, and black packaging. Mm. It's, uh, it's very value, isn't it? It's very value. Yeah, it is. I it's, won't say it. It's, it's, it's own brand. Value, own brand. Trivia? You want some trivia? Please. Yes, please okay, yeah. good. The Dharma brand macaroni and cheese also has the same code on it that we see on Lock Cereal, D-I... Initiative 9FFTR731. And you'll remember, as I told you last week, this is new to you, Janine, that if you convert those letters to numbers via a telephone keypad, <laughs> not via the alphabet system, it gives you the coordinates to central Nigeria. Oh, which has come up before. Uh, okay, Henry Gale. I, I love Henry Gale. Oh, he's Isn't he cool? He's How disturbing. big can his eyes get? <laughs> there was There's a lovely a bit when he's kind of bonding with Locke, and there's a real. I thought me. there was going to be a hug, but yeah. there was a sort of a pat on did, the shoulder, did, and that's where it stopped. Did you think I'd leave you? That's quite, did you, did you <laughs> yeah. think I'd leave you? Oh, yeah, because you're That's a really weirdo. You're <laughs> some freaky weirdo that we've beaten the Jesus out of. Of course I thought you'd leave me. We know he's not Henry Gale, yeah. because we've seen that Henry Gale is an unfortunate gentleman. Who probably The story is probably true, uh, but he's black. This guy is obviously not. Does it mean he's necessarily an other, though? Well, this is what we were talking about the other week, wasn't it? In the sense of, if this could be the third thing. If he's not an other and he's not, he's not who he say he is, as in a normal human being, could he be something else? Exactly, because so, Russo doesn't fall into the other or not category exactly. either, really. Why would he lie? I have no idea. But it's such an intricate story, <laughs> wasn't it, that he, that he spanned them, so, you know, span. But I no, think no. he's another, I really do, I think he's I think, another. I think he has to be, doesn't he? I mean, he, he could really? have been there for as long as Russo, making up with stories and changing things. So why whoever buried the real Henry Gale, I guess we have to assume it's the others, would leave his ID on him and give him a cross and, you know, give him a, what's seemingly a traditional Christian burial? You Surely... Yeah, that's the thing which I think the fans are debating at the moment is, is what is that about? Because as you said, that's actually a respectful thing to do. Mm. So regardless of whether you think Henry's evil, crazy, psychotic kind of you know freak, but he did that or somebody did that and he knew about it. Maybe it was Henry Gale and his wife, as the story goes, from the fake Henry Gale. And the others have got Henry Gale's wife. Oh, well, that's a good thing. That's yeah. pretty good. The Henry Gale's license, uh, driving license, gives his address as 815 Walnut Ridge Road, Waisata. 
Minnesota 55391. Just in case you want to pop Lovely. around. <laughs> uh, 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 What's the phone uh, number, Ian? Uh, uh, well, it's... Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> now, 815. And if you add together the zip code, 55391, 23. Nice. Uh, nice. That, surely that's got to be the writers just messing around. Well, there's a few numbers in this episode, isn't there? There's the, there's the there's 15, lot, 16 yeah. on, the, uh, on, on, the, the, on the box, which has got all the money in it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The balloon, I'm guessing, is they're never going to be able to salvage that, are they? Is, is there any chance they could fix that? I'm sure someone can use a parachute now as well. They've got parachute. So they've got an abundance of silk. Yeah. Give it to Saeed, your mate Saeed. He can fix everything. I mean, I suppose you need a bit of helium, though, aren't they? Helium's not in uh, good supply. Henry is quite worried about the lockdown, isn't he? He seems to get a little bit yeah, panicky. panicky. What's going on, Locke? What's going on? I suppose there's a chance he knows what the hatches are all about. Well, he seemed to know the numbers. Like, he didn't ask a yeah. second time about yeah. the numbers. Yeah. And he also had a big fall, hit his head, seemed sort of semi-concussed. Had a big fall. He had a very slight stumble, and he was out for 20 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, I don't I didn't believe that for a second. He, he was so faking football. that. He was faking that big time. He did know the numbers. That's what got me, is he repeated the numbers back straight away. I can't remember the numbers now, and, I'm, I, you know, I'm, it's etched on my brain, but I still struggle. He did it straight away. That mm. makes going to be... Suspicious. There's a chance that he sent a message to someone. Absolutely. Yeah. We've seen Michael do it. Which is what would have caused the lockdown to end, possibly. Mm. But we saw, well, we've seen the, the flashback with what happened to Claire when she went missing, so maybe there's a point where we might see what actually happened from his point of view. Hopefully. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Good. That'd be awesome. What should they do with the fake Henry Gale? Kill him. Get side all over him again. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> the balloon is made by Widmore Labs which we've seen before because yeah. they made son's pregnancy test and there was a construction company in Charlie's flashback during Fire and Water. So, And the only two recurring brands, if you like, that we've seen mm. are the Dharma Initiative and Widmore Labs. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that the playing cards that they had were also Dharma Initiative. They were Dharma, weren't they? Yeah. I'm guessing Sawyer must have had a little shifty when he was down there and uh, half-inch those. Yeah. Mm. There has to be a Dharma gift shop. Come on, then. <laughs> Everything. That's, a, that's in the big question mark. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a map we can't see. That's the visitor centre. Uh, Jack mentions that he's been to Fouquet. And then goes a bit quiet and a bit silent. Mm. There's got to be something in that, isn't it? Well, he got a bit um, tetchy when Sawyer asked him about the tattoos. Didn't he? Didn't, yeah. he didn't actually Is that where you got your inks? And he was like... Yeah. You get quite a good glimpse of his tattoos in this. Mm. There's, uh, so, so awful. It's, it's a bit naff, isn't it? Yeah. Although I was watching it and for what, five seconds thinking, oh, maybe, I, might get, <laughs> I might get that. Uh, has anyone, Paul, on the internet translated the Orientalist writing that we see on there? Is, is that... No, but I have heard some someone suggest that it's to do relate to Party of Five to his previous show, which ah, I don't. There, there was a five there on was a there, big five, which yeah. I, I mean that that could it could have been maybe it's something to do with like it's his real tattoos and they've incorporated it in the show. I don't know whether actually he doesn't have it in the flashbacks though. That's the thing. I suppose makeup. But he's got one in his forearm, the inner, which I don't see that often. But it's really bright. It's like mm. red and yellow. But I, I I remember one episode the other week thinking, did he just get that? Like yeah, a Dharma I don't tattoo remember show. I remember seeing that in the <laughs> series. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I don't. It's just there, isn't it? Well, I say just there. You can't see what I'm pointing. My left forearm in a bit. <laughs> but I, I swear he just had the kind of big one on his on his left shoulder for a while. Yeah, so. I am fascinated by that because it does not fit. Sawyer references Tallahassee, uh, which is where Kate was running to after committing mm. a big crime. Mm. Again, just another little... Uh, yeah. Locke's flashback, we've hardly touched on. You know, this is it, it's a rarity for us that we don't mention a flashback first things first. Some excellent stuff in there. Lots of oceanic references going on in that. We mentioned that Cooper's safe deposit box is... 15, 16. Who wants to get the good cross-connection that I missed first time around? Oh, the Nadia thing. The yeah. Nadia thing. Oh, 
I, I, I didn't get this first time. I had oh, really? to read this on the internet just because of the gap between the episodes. Yeah. Oh. To tell the the listener the, the world what well, it is. Well, they say locks locks a, a house inspector and he's doing the inspection of the house mm. and then goes to chat to the young lady and it is Nadia who's Saeed's beloved. Although and, and Saeed's just ditched her. <laughs> yeah, but you on know, the island. You know, move on. You know, so Shannon's Shannon's gone. So maybe that's maybe that's all intentional. Oh, so. That's one thing though that really got me because he went on this massive escapade across the world to try and track down this Nadia woman and he knows she's not dead he's got the photo of her and then all of a sudden he's forgotten her and he's he's getting it on the Shannon he's not forgotten her in the no. words of Stephen Stills if you can't be with the one you love love the one you're with do you know what I mean and she's pretty darn good well, she's not around anymore is she well, then. <laughs> after the break we've got another chance for you to win those lost goodies as well as the latest news on the lost experience from Nikki and of course we'll be looking at the theories that you've sent us and hoping that they're inspired genius much like my own personal super brain computer theory spirit is debate it's the cornerstone of our philosophy here at the Hansel Foundation we're reaching out to a better tomorrow and that means listening to our critics even those who would lob unfounded claims from the darkness we're confident in our mission that's why we invite you talk about us discuss our accomplishments and continued progress we are here for you thank you and namaste you're listening to UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. I'm Ian Lee, and I'm down the hatch with Nikki, Paul and Janine. We've reached the point in the show where you get your say as we read your sometimes bizarre and increasingly long theories. That'll make sense in a little bit. We'll be marking each one out of ten, and you can see the best and worst so far on the Channel 4 Radio website at channel4radio.com forward slash forum. OK, uh, theory one, the electromagnetic defence system slash doomsday device theory by Dharma 108. Nice one. Hi, Ian. Here is the result of my online research so far. In the 80s, the Dharma scientists built a huge electromagnet deep underground on the island. The electromagnetic power was increased by the island's magnetic field and was so powerful that it drew boats and planes to the island, a bit like the Bermuda Triangle. A kill code, the numbers, turned the magnet off for 108 minutes for safety reasons in case it pulled down innocent planes. Alvar Hanso then sold the island to the US military. The Dharma scientists were angry at the magnet being sold and infected the soldiers with an experimental plague as revenge. The Dharma scientists had been infecting polar bears with plague to test their life extension techniques. <laughs> when the soldiers began to die, the military abandoned the island. The scientists were immune from the plague as they had also injected themselves with nanobots, which kept them alive. The nanobots are in the vaccine. The scientists, stroke the others, then released the nanobots on the island to get rid of the airborne plague and clean up the island. This became the living cloud of black smoke. On board Flight 815 was author Gary Troop, who wrote a book entitled The Valenzetti Equation. This was about a mathematical formula which foretold the end of the world, another one of the Hanso Foundation research projects. Hanso believed Troop knew too much and bought every single copy of Troop's book. However, to prevent Troop <laughs> writing another book... They tried to kill him and make it look like an accident. This was the plane crash. Desmond was ordered to crash the plane with the electromagnet. At the crash site, the nanobots were present, but no one noticed as there was a lot of smoke. <laughs> Dry ice. The nanobots healed Locke's leg. Oh, this is, this is, makes some kind of sense. Uh, when Ethan hung Charlie, Charlie died, but small amounts of nanobots remained in his body and allowed Jack to restart Charlie's heart. P.S. The others are kidnapping people to conduct more experiments. P.P.S. Magnetic fields make children psychic. Oh, hang on. What? <laughs> 
What? PPS magnetic fields make children psychic. I don't know if that's proven or not. Mm. PPPS every character crossover is a huge coincidence. So there's right, um, pretty huge. There's, wow. there's some great stuff in that. I'll, I'll let Nikki. You go first. I don't know where to start. There's bits of genius in there. Mm. I really do think, but I always come back to this magnetic field thing. And if it's drawing in boats and planes, surely we would have seen more boats and planes over the last however many days that have been on They're that. saying here, though, that, that they've explained that, that the the kill code, the numbers, turns off the magnet for 108 minutes. So surely every 108 minutes you it's enter, back on again? You enter the code and it turns off the magnet. Mm. Yeah. OK. Um, I think there's a really um, good I like the smoke, there. the smoke theory. I like that. Mm. Nanobots. Well, the nanobots I, are good. Of course, tiny little uh, robots the size of amoebas that go into your body and can cure you and stuff. This is They're working on this somewhere. It's a little bit Star Wars, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, Damon Lindelof has actually said that he thinks the nanobot uh, black smoke theory is the least interesting. Mm. And it's David not, it's not Lindelof that. knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I also because his name's Damon. Uh, I was <laughs> David. No, <laughs> that's a busted song, isn't it? <laughs> but the the, no, the the nanobot thing about them being selective—that's just weird. Like, mm. so they healed Locke, but all the other people who were half dead from the plane, they just let them yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, maybe like he's you. a good person. I like the thought that the others are actually scientists because mm. that sort of makes sense with what we saw in the maternity the leave episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot. Uh, put on the shoulders of Troop here, Gary Troop, the author, who mm. we, uh, has very little to do in the show. We see uh, Sawyer reading uh, Bad Twin and that's obviously been released. It's well known that he was actually having an affair with the hostess, Cindy, who was on the plane. She's one of the disappears, yeah. Yeah, so is that maybe well there known? is more... Yeah, like, well, it, <laughs> in the Lost Experience yeah, world. it's well known in, in those who use the internet. Okay, blimey. Okay, well, listen, that's, I, I quite like that theory, Dharma 108. It's, so, no, it's good. Yeah. It's good Let's stuff. go on to theory two. Hanso World Peace Theory by Barry Rim. It's an extension, and then in brackets, an extension on Ian's super brain computer theory. Hi, Ian, and all the people in the hatch. Thanks for reading out my theory a few weeks ago. I've been hard at work since. The purpose of the Dharma Initiative is to create world peace. The collective consciousness is a group of Dharma scientists who are able to remotely, via the super brain computer, uh, copyright Ian Lee, control objects and influence world events. They are all wired somehow to the super brain computer. With the help of the Hanso satellite, the CC, collective consciousness, sorry, could reach across the globe and witness or influence events. In the right hands, it could change global events for the good. Hanso decided to take the peaceful path. His notion was to take the world to the brink of a cataclysm. He would teach them their lesson by influencing their actions, but stop them from going too far. This would unite previously warring states and at the same time reduce them to basic technologies, rendering weapons of mass or mediocre destruction. (laughs) (laughs) Mediocre destruction. Oh, dear. But in the wrong hands, the super brain computer could be the ultimate weapon. That's why it's hidden on the island. Walt is being trained as the new guardian of the computer and he will eventually be used to save the world from mass destruction. Don't be harsh on this. I think it's a good one. Well, well. Barry Rim, I think it's genius. Paul, you, you're gone. It's not, no, there's, there's some great stuff there. Mm. I think that, well, the fact that he's using your super brain computer as the basis of the entire theory is uh, mm. it's obviously you're loving that. Yeah. But world peace. So how does that explain the quite horrible events they've been doing to the people on the, on the island like Charlie, stringing him up, hanging him and, you know, that's... I don't. I think that the hippie peace through line is is a little bit muddy, to be honest. But the, in essence, Nicky, do you think it makes sense? Forget the peace thing, because I think he's wrong on the peace thing. I think I think it's being used ultimately for evil. Oh. It, it meanders a little bit too much for me, but I, I think it has some relevant points. Yes, okay. I well, like the mediocre. For theory three, we go to this document. <laughs> <laughs> some bits I can't read. For example, it's got footnotes. 
This theory is compiled from watching Lost episodes up to and including episode 15, Maternity Leave, and somewhat from playing around with the Lost experience on the internet. Much of the basis of the theory is taken from the excellent thoughts of Ian Lee. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my, uh, my first autobiography, The Excellent Thoughts of Ian Lee. <laughs> by Naughty Tin. Uh, by Naughty Tin. OK. Uh... It goes into different sections. Section one is the bunker with the bottom. Uh, I'll just read this tiny bit out because it's a brilliant footnote. Uh, they would not be relieved for some ridiculous amount of time at 50 years and told if they give many people suffer. The human body can do amazing things under stress. Go to uh, footnote two. Footnote two. I heard that some dude lifted a whole bus once because a little girl was stuck underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> it was Mr Echo. <laughs> If the idea of the button was that it was pressed by employees of Hanso for the purpose of stopping some natural phenomena, then why is it not simply automated? That's a very good point. That's a very good it's point. A very yeah. good point. Uh, being followed previously, section three. In series one, the psychic has big worry about the annoying Aussie's baby. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this guy from? I love Naughty Tears. Oh, Naughty Tears is great. Number four, I'll move on because we could be here all day doing this. The computer brain theory. Uh, Ian's theory, in my opinion, there's a lot of good points. Waters almost certainly has some psychic ability. It's suspicious he started communicating communicate with the computer at the time Michael was there as if he was watching on a camera, which I think is quite interesting. Mm. Essentially, Hanzo's life extension project has something to do with the psychic abilities of Walt, which in turn, if we believe Alex or another person has similar abilities, accounts for the crash of the plane. Walt's abilities allow him to use the computer through the same mechanism that allows control of the magnet. Perhaps I should point out that the magnet is not necessarily a natural phenomenon. Large magnetic fields are used daily in research and even in hospitals using a low temperature effect called superconductivity. One of the big challenges in science today is... And it goes on and on and on, and it, you, you know, you could be all there all day. Basically, the final note, sorry, I've got to do this. The black smoke is again linked to the magnetic anomaly and walked another kid, and I'm sure we haven't seen the last of him. Finally, on another note, I also think there is something well sus about Libby. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Naughty Tin, I do. Right. Let's get him on. Uh, Please, can he come on the show? The, or can, she? We'll, we'll, we'll try and get it's Naughty Tin in. It's definitely <laughs> a the, I, You don't really get a full uh, uh, view there. What do you think about Naughty Tin's theory, from what you can uh, get I want to hear that? more. I want it. Can we have a can special? I, can we, we have a, a copy of the report, special? please? It's yeah. practically an honest thesis. Oh, it's, it's just beautiful. All right, listen, uh, you know, we, we could study that all day, but we have to give these marks out of ten. Let's start with theory one, the electromagnetic defence system by Dharma 108. Fair to middling, I'd say five. five. Oh, I'm giving it an eight. Oh. Okay, Nick is giving it an eight. I'll go a seven. Seven. Oh, don't, because that makes it really confusing. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give it uh, a seven. That seven. makes it about six. Uh, theory two, the Hanso World Peace Theory by Barry Rim. I'm going to give Barry Rim a six plus one for an original name. Seven, there we go. I'm, I'm going to give him six. Okay. Four. Oh, no, really? Five. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him an eight just so it averages out about six, because I think that's a cracking theory, to be honest. And finally, yeah. uh, we didn't get you know the full uh, weight of it, but the five-page Lost Theory version one by Naughty Tin, July 2006... He's getting nine for effort for yeah. me. Definitely a nine for me. It's a nine. It's, it's a nine. Nine could do. Yeah, we want to see the better. full the full report at the end <laughs> of the series. There we go. Yes, yeah, Naughty Tim to come on the show, oh, please. Yeah. Okay, we've given those marks out of ten. You can see the five top theories and the five worst theories at channel4radio.com/forum. You can send your theories to UKLost at channel4.com. We do genuinely uh, enjoy reading them. My theory, very similar as before. Superbrain computer Walt and his twin or clone are connected to superbrain computers. One's good, one's evil. All of the parents we see in the flashback are involved in it. They have at some point in their children's lives signed a deal with Hanso, with Dharma, with whatever, mm. signing over the, the rights to their children at some point. 
I like it. I, like I, it. I, 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 I genuinely think there's something to do with it. Because there's always this conflict between the parents. There's, you know, Jack's dad drinking himself to death. What was wrong with the him? Guilt, the guilt. Mm. The, yeah, guilt the guilt thing. Yeah. The, the, the thing with, with Locke's father today, it, he would easily sell his son. You know, he, he what stole What about it. Bernard? Bernard's a bit old for his parents to have signed him away. Well, we don't. We, you don't know. This could, you know, in series th- three, we could have a flashback that takes us back to the 1920s. Mm. <laughs> That's my theory, and I, I think... It's a corker. Now, Nikki, you are our expert uh, and you've been monitoring the Lost Experience, which Indeed. is the whole online uh, world of Lost, where things are growing and ever-changing. What have you uh, spotted for us this week? OK, so last week I was telling you how there's a website out there now called hanzoexposed.com mm. and uh, we're increasingly seeing more clues being spread out on the internet and um, indeed on, on this podcast, which allow people to use these fragment codes and unlock new pieces of video. So We had about 12 last there week? Were 19 last week right. and now we're up to 30. Wow. So there's some theories that there's sort of three different videos that are being put together here, but I think there's only two. It looks like there's one with the evil Dr. Vernon Mittelwerk who is standing up, sort of rally- he seems to be rallying the troops and giving some sort of speech. Mm. And there's another one where there's this beardy guy who is in sort of an orientation type film. Mm. So, other than that, everyone's sort of debating at the moment which order all the pieces go in. So, because this is the thing, you've got you, you get the, the tiny clips, a few seconds long, and you yeah. then have to kind of edit them together into a, a cohesive piece. Yeah. So, there's all sorts of theories from all of the players as to what order they go in. It's an amazing TV show, and they, all this is going on in the background as well. You it know, seems like they're putting in a lot of effort. Bring on the, the next episode. Anyway, listen, let's move on. Uh, it's competition time again. Three people will win lost goodie bags. One of those will go into the draw to win the big bunker of exclusive lost prizes, some of which are signed by the cast and co-creator of Lost, Damon Lindelof. And, of course, we've got the Lost Yearbook, thanks to you, Paul. Excellent. Uh, the question this week, who consults Jack about a sea urchin sting? Is it A, Hurley, B, Claire, or C, Libby? Call 09011 Leave your answer, your name, and your telephone number. Calls cost 25 pence a minute. Or you can text the word LOST, then your answer to 83188. Each text will cost you 25 pence. Now, if you think that you could outlost us down the hatch, then why not join us? Email us at UKLost at channel4.com and you could be down the hatch next week to help us analyse episode 18. To whet your appetite until then, though, here's a clip from next week's episode. Fans of Hurley, this episode is definitely for you. Our Hurley is freaking out about the food drop and things are hotting up between him and his love interest, Libby. Hey, what you doing? Nothing. Who are you looking for out there? No one. When you ran off, it sort of seemed like you were looking for someone. I tried to find you. I kind of don't want to talk about it. Hmm. Intriguing. So, uh, a big thank you to my panellists, Nikki, Paul and Janine. Nice to see you all again. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Ian Lee, and remember, the button is increasingly bad. Listening to a download from Channel 4. To find more downloads like this, go to channel4radio.com.